Being tuned in means serving Charlottesville on the radio since 1933. Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Housing, is it infrastructure? Is it a right or is it just something that politicians can use to gin up some cheering crowds when they need to run for re-election? I think you know where I stand on this, uh, but it is an issue. It is cash money out of our pockets. We watch the consumer price index go up. We watch inflation uh, grow, go up just in the last month, uh, and it's going to strain people who don't have a lot of money left over for rent or mortgage payments uh, even more. And Neil Williamson from the Free Enterprise Forum is on the uh, Newsmakers line with this great piece uh, published over the weekend at freeenterpriseforum.wordpress.com on uh, you know Albemarle County, again, trying to address it in a way that seems uniquely uh, governmental. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing, sir? I'm fabulous, Joe. Good morning. So, uh, you, you over the last year or so, you've explained what housing Albemarle purports to do, and in you know, sadly, you know, all too common a fashion, fails to accomplish. Uh, it says it wants to get housing for folks who make eighty uh, percent of uh, the median income in Charlottesville into affordable housing. They've mandated builders uh, to build housing at that rate, and if they don't if the county doesn't actually get a resident for that housing within and i forget what the period of time is neil but then the the builder then gets to take that property back and sell it at whatever the going rate is correct correct and um this the policy that you're speaking of is a pre the previous and current uh affordable housing policy which mandates 15 percent of all new housing units in any rezoned development so if you go in for a rezoning to uh, move from a uh, lower density to a higher density, 15% of your new housing units must be deemed affordable and be made available to uh, these folks. Now, when this was originally put into place in 2005, Albemarle County was had a vibrant first-time homebuyers program. They had a, a lot of things going on, but what they found was they created a uh, a unicorn, so to speak, where you had to find somebody who made enough money to qualify, but not too much to no longer qualify for the program. Mm-hmm. And in, in reality, since 2005, under this PAC practice, less than 50 families have been housed. At, at, against how many structures? I mean, you know, 50, I mean, it's better than a stick in the eye. Uh, but it, it is. But, but, you know, versus how many affordable housing structures were built by, you know, contractors over that period? Hundreds of them, and as the policy moved forward, the former housing director, who has since retired, started asking for funds in lieu of units because he could use those funds to um, provide rent assistance rather than uh, having the builders create buildings that they then turn around and had to sell at market rate. Interesting. So instead of actually addressing perhaps an affordability problem on the inventory end, they said we'll come up with subsidies. You have an actual chart in this weekend's article about you know, what they're looking to do now. And coming up on Wednesday, the Board of Supervisors will be presented with the new and improved housing Albemarle plan, which, if I understand, just says okay, we, it didn't work as well as we want, so let's make it bigger. 
Right, and, and the plan has things in it that, that could work. It's just not done. They've gone ahead and put forth the requirements, and the uh, what, what will end up being for uh, what zone, rezoned property, but they have not provided the incentives necessary to make that financially viable. What that means, Joe, is that it will be cheaper and easier uh, to produce a low-density McMansions than to put forth uh, apartment buildings where services can be delivered uh, efficiently and rents can be handled. There's just all stick and no carrot in the housing out mall right now. They need to hit pause on Wednesday. You've heard me use the expression Munchausen's by government syndrome, and this this seems to be a, a great example of it, uh, you know, where they can be seen as rhetorically doing something, but actually not at the street level, actually accomplishing what they're uh, saying, which, you know, as you said, should be coming up with ways to deal with the the higher cost of building those density uh, and those rental units, those, uh, as Ridge Schuyler uh, so eloquently said, $800, you know, one and two bedroom apartments in Charlottesville, you know, the, you could build them and, and I'm sure builders would build them, but there's the, the costs don't pencil out. Right. And the, the flip side is because of the mandate, um, if you put forth, let's say, a 200-unit apartment, 40 of those units have to be affordable for 30 years. Over the course of that time, that's going to increase the affordability to the balance, the 160 that are left, by $1,000 a year. So you've created these affordable housing units, and you've created unaffordable additional units and more of them. Equity, um, UVA's equity project last week put a, put out a report that said 40% of the Albemarle County, just Albemarle County population, uh, is at a level where they pay 30% or more of their income in housing costs. And I guess that includes you know, gas and utilities and things like that. Um, but that's a stunning number when you think about a, a county that's considered, and I think they also said the median income was in the mid-80s. Right. And, and it is, why is it that way? And what can be done from a regulatory basis where government overstretches that could reduce the cost of housing and increase the inventory? It, it, there are things that can be done that literally are mentioned in Housing Albemarle as explore rather than what they have for the requirements. They've listed them. They've created these inventory of requirements. We want an inventory of incentives to make it work. There are things, there are ways to make this work. And the development community and the builder community want to make this work. Free Enterprise for at least the last five years has been saying more housing everywhere for everyone. What what part of that can you disagree with? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Neil, can we hang on to you for a moment? I've got to run to a break here, uh, but I want to continue on this and get into the, the, the real holistic fixes. You bet. Like us. Follow us. Just don't touch that dial. I told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas in the morning talking housing. Mm-hmm. 
Neil Williamson, uh, the great uh, columnist, uh, publisher, reporter, uh, everywhere, freeenterpriseforum.wordpress.com. And I don't say this enough times, support what he does there because you know he's at these things and, and little by little, I'm sure, um, the, the at these meetings will involve actually being at these meetings again, but he's covering all of this uh, so that you know what's going on. Board of Supervisors this week will be presented with the new and improved housing Albemarle plan. Uh, Neil's great piece uh, on what it is, what it doesn't do, what it purports to do. What are some of the you know good answers? Because it seems like they say things like you know lift the the, the cost impediments and things like that, where they're admitting that there are things that make this stuff more expensive at the onset that they could be lifting if they just listen to their own words. Right, and I think it's it's important to recognize that the the idea of listening to that and the idea that there are items in the, their zoning code that make housing more expensive is recognized by this document. Unfortunately, what's not recognized is what to do about it. How about the other half of the equation? Most of the time, economists talk about affordable housing. They talk about mandates and and incentives. They work together. Absent the incentive half of the prescription, this plan's going to fail. It's going to drive landowners to develop under low-density zoning rather than a diversity of housing product as, as envisioned by the comp plan. Ideas of things that could be done. Clearly, there are, there are zoning changes that could be made, but in addition, we could look at um, the tap fees. Albemarle County Service Authority operates separately from Albemarle County. That's fine. But Albemarle County could invest their affordable housing dollars in paying the tap fees for affordable housing units. Charlottesville sure. has done some of this. It can be done. The idea of, uh, of creating uh, bond referendum, bond incentives to, to move forward, the, these are all very workable uh, concepts that the building community wants to sit down and talk about. How can we make more housing? This is what we do. We make housing. Mm -hmm. And... How can we make it affordable to more people? What are these hurdles? Let's identify them. Let's create incentives to make housing affordable to more people. The more cynical of the two of us, and I'll leave it to the listener to decide which one of us that is, Neil, would say that it's you know a classic example of elected officials who don't want to actually fix the problem rather than to have the problem to run on uh, the next time they have to seek office. Uh, but, but I think there are, as you mentioned, good people. The builders often get vilified in this scenario as only building those McMansions uh, for the people making eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, but in often cases, that's the only way to to, to make a, a development, a rezoning, a, a, a project pencil out is to, you know, build a new community on the side of US twenty nine in Green County. Well, and, but think of the, the also we, we have to remember elected officials are elected officials, and right. we have attended umpteen public hearings where someone will stand up and say, I'm all for affordable housing, but not here, because it's in my backyard. Mm -hmm. So, And by the way, I'm here now, and I'm a constituent of yours, and I vote in the next election. And the people that are going to be moving into this rezone property won't be here to vote the next election. Who are they listening to? 
Well, and you mentioned very eloquently, and and it was beautifully put that the, you know the population that would benefit from more affordable housing is usually never at these meetings because they they don't know they're the ones that would benefit from it, and and that's that's a failure uh, for our housing advocates as well. Right, and as you mentioned, Green County. Um, which is having a number of uh, projects kind of coming out of the ground just over the Albemarle County line. Go figure. Um, What does that do for the environmental goals of Albemarle County? Mm. It puts more cars on the road. It exports the retail tax base, and it creates uh, a a bedroom communities to feed the the service communities here. That, That is not the diversity we seek. We are stronger for our diversity, both racially, economically, every Lee, mm-hmm. and we need to embrace that diversity. If we see this residential sprawl going out into the rural areas and outlying localities, our diversity, our strength will be lost. I know there's another famous fella in Virginia, in this area of Virginia, famous for his crystal ball. So I'll ask you to use some other per- predictive. Do you have tarot cards? You know, maybe Neil. Uh, since some, I'd rather read the tea leaves. Tea leaves. All right. So Neil Williamson's tea leaves. Um, given the issue with commercial space right now, uh, which may be chronic. Um, just hypothetically, could that be a place where looking at what is currently commercial? you know, buildings could be repurposed as residential buildings to help create that density of, as Ridge said, $800 one and two bedroom apartments. Uh, yes, but especially if you can repurpose adaptive reuse and repurpose some of those buildings um, and you can create not necessarily um, all residential, but a mixed use community that would have the, the shops and the rest of that community would utilize and it could be on the transit line. It could be something that could happen. Um, that being said, I, I think that the the vision for that uh, requires uh, a great deal of um, of vision and investment. And it could be something that the county could get involved in in a public-private partnership to perhaps alleviate some of these barriers that we see to affordable housing. That would be an innovative solution in my mind. Oh, you've used the double point score word because who who doesn't want to be seen as innovative, Neil? I appreciate it as always. Again, you know, I'll send out the link to this. It's freeenterpriseforum.wordpress.com. You have a great morning, sir. Thank you, Joe. Being tuned in means no algorithms throttling your content. Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. You wanted to do something good for yourself, so you did it. You made the resolution to quit smoking. Quitting can be hard, but you can do it. You may just need a little help, and help is available. Call the quit line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or go to quitnow.net slash Virginia. Quitting smoking can be hard, but you can do it, and we can help. Call the quit line. Now's the time. You can do it. You got this. Partly sunny skies for today with a few isolated showers and storms in the afternoon. Highs climbing near 90. At 7.30, it is 69 degrees outside the automated office system studios. And from the WCHV and CBS 19 newsrooms, this is Local News First. 
Virginia has launched a new program to get people back to work. It's called the Return to Earn Grant Program, and it will match payments from certain small businesses to help encourage.